Oh, Jay, you know, it's so funny. Um, I know there's a lot of things about you, but it's so funny. I literally just asked you like 10 questions of, do you like this? What do you think of that? And you're like, no, no, not really. I almost felt like we we're like on a first date. Like, have you ever been on those awkward first dates where just like, wow, our friends thought we would be cool, but this is not working out. Yeah. Yeah. I have no life. It's, yeah. It's pitiful. No, stop it, you. No, but yet at the same time, we're still here and you see me on a biweekly basis, whether you like it or not. So, Mr. J, are you ready for yeah, the mic is listening? Let's do it. Let's do this. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to a very special Social Saturday um, episode of The Mic is Listening. I typically do not do anything on the weekends. I typically reserve that for me to sleep in, eat all I want, eat, watch all the movies I want that I don't typically get to watch, and enjoy a few bonbons on the side and hang out with some friends and family. So why am I doing this today? Kind of like a whim. It was kind of like a, let's check it out. Let's have some fun. There's a lot of folks that I know that like text me over the course of the weekend and I figure, okay, I'll give it a shot. Let's have some fun conversations. And um, this particular guest today that I actually asked to join is going to help, help those understand what the hell I'm doing half the time. Cause half my posts are all about podcasting. Half of my other posts are about business and entrepreneurship and events and all that stuff. And so people are like, what the hell is going on with you, Sia? And at the same time, I get it. But on the flip side, I'm also like, you know what? We're also multifaceted people, right? We're not just one thing. And that's what I really love about getting to know people. So, you know, again, social Saturday is a big thing here on LinkedIn. And it's all about getting to know people a little bit more in depth beyond our, you know, like and comment posts. It's actually getting to know the individuals where, you know, you do business and collaborate with people that you know, like, and trust. And I thought there's no better way for me to do my random Saturday live streams than to invite a very, very dear friend and also colleague to the mic is listening, Mr. Jay Fairbrothers. He is the executive VP of the Dallas Chairs for Global Leaders Organization or GLOW. Welcome, Jay. I say uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a Saturday guest. That seems like a the special honor. Well, it is because you're my first. So there you go. <laughs> you never thought. And you gave me a hard time. You're like, see, how come I never get to be on the mic is listening? I'm like, guy, you've never asked. I didn't think you wanted to be on because, you know, my shows are a little irreverent. I didn't know it was as easy as asking. Oh, please. You know, you know, I got your back, Jeff, you know, but that's the whole point of it, right? Like, when you know someone over time, and I've known you for years now, right? Or a year and a half, two years, right? Is you don't think to ask your friends, right? You just, just like, it. there's this like open door policy, but yet at the same time, friends don't ask each other things as often as they should. Do you run into that same situation as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'm just going to toss in here. I'm, I'm a little insulted that you referred to our relationship as no like and trust because I thought you know love and trust me. Oh, 
Well, okay, look, we are live streaming, Jay, and you're married, and I have a boyfriend. I don't want people to like make assumptions about love. I am not. <laughs> I, am, I am not. I am very single, not married oh. whatsoever. So. Oh, hey, ladies, Jay, single. <laughs> So, um, well, that's really dangerous because I do have my boyfriend. I'm not married. But at any rate, don't worry, everyone. This is very on the up and up. Although Michelle is probably going to have a heart attack. Like, what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? <laughs> so full disclosure, everyone, I am the Dallas chair for Global Leaders Organization. And I know people have seen me posting like events for Dallas, Fort Worth area. And um, I'm just a huge advocate for community. And so I don't believe in just simply, you know, connecting with followers. I don't subscribe to the I need a million followers to be, quote, successful on social media philosophy, though it's helpful and it has its merits. So I know I've got other friends that like argue with me on this. But what I will say this. Whatever tribe, community that you have around you and surround yourself with, if they're the ones that actually get you referrals, get you business, make new connections with people that are meaningful for you just to be better as a whole, as a person, I think that's more important than anything. And so that's why I love Glow. That's my little why Glow pitch that you'll ever hear from me. But Jay, when you came on board, you're so the opposite of me. You're much more mellow. You're chill like, a, you know chilling like a villain kind of guy. So what, what brings you to this wonderful world of like business entre entrepreneurship organization? So um, that you use the word community. So I'll share, um, you know, as I've been an entrepreneur for 35 years and, um, and for the first five years that I was an entrepreneur, I wasn't in any kind of entrepreneurial community and I didn't have those relationships. And, you know, it, it's an overused cliche, but it's freaking lonely. And the example that I use, which is very true because I was married at that time, um, you know, there's conversations that you can't even have with your spouse or significant other, like you can't come home, you know, hi, honey, how was your day? Oh, it was great. And if I don't find, you know, $30,000 in the next two weeks to meet payroll, the whole thing's coming crashing down and we're going to lose our house and our more, you know, that's not a good dinner conversation you have um, with your family, your friends. Um, and so being able to be in a community of entrepreneurs, and, and we'll talk later about, you know, kind of safe space parts, uh, uh, small uh, groups. Um, you know, that, that it's so important for entrepreneurs to be able to have those conversations um, and, and to unload some of that stuff and, and, and get out some of that, you know, those pressures and, and things that are hard to talk about. Yeah, dude, let me tell you something like I'm a, you know, I, I keep saying I'm a newly minted entrepreneur. I left the corporate rat race in 2017, didn't really in earnest start my business uh, in 2019, I mean, founded in 2018, but didn't really try to go into actual earning revenue until 2019. And one thing I didn't realize, and maybe the pandemic had something to do with it, because 2020 was a you know butt kicking, but I did not realize how much self reflection, entrepreneurship, and leadership. Right, once you hit certain levels of executive leadership, it's you're right. It can be very lonely and isolating. But I wonder if that's self-imposed isolation, right? That you assume that your peer group have their S-H-I-T together. 
right? That you must therefore have to give the illusion that you've got your SHIT together. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. So you're touching on so many things. We could talk an hour just about things like entrepreneurial imposter syndrome and depression and bipolar. And, um, you know, these are very common things in being an entrepreneur and entrepreneurship. And um, it's interesting to me because I see these things being talked about you know, nowadays a lot more than they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, you just didn't talk about those things. It wasn't mentioned, but I, you know, I don't know if I've ever met an entrepreneur who doesn't struggle with, you know, that sort of isolation, imposter syndrome, you know, fear of failure, fear of success, um, all, all of those things. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. There's some great folks that are like uh, joining us here that I just really want to uh, welcome and say thank you. So, Leslie, I love you. I love all the support. And Leslie, I just want to just, she actually was on a, a, a guest of mine last week. Leslie, was it last week or week before? Oh my gosh. Anyway, she was on the mic. Was, Mike is listening. And um, the thing about, I love is Leslie always shows up. The thing about community and building relationships is you got to always show up for one another, just like any true friendship, right? And being there. And it's a reciprocal relationship. I tried as much as I can to be there for Leslie just because I like her in general. And it's like, again, you want to hang out with people that are like raise you up and inspire you. So Leslie, I just want to give you a shout out um, that just want to say thank you to you to, to Leslie. And then here's the other facet of relationships. Cause I'm going to pick on Andrew. He's another former, the Mike is listening guest. And he is someone I will always support. He is so like, he will support me, but man alive, he makes me pay for it. Like this, this guy keeps me on my toes from a witty perspective, wittiness perspective. Like, um, do you have some folks that you've met and networked with over time where you're just like, I love you, but man alive, Andrew will keep me on my toes. I don't know if I can outwit him ever. I've tried. It's almost like a, like a exercise in futility. Well, I, all I can say is I'm on the keto donut bandwagon. Uh, sign me up for that. <laughs> you know, well, what is a keto donut? Andrew, <laughs> tell me what a keto donut is, because I, it sounds like to me just like a big old like peanut butter bomb or something, like. which, by the yeah. way, I have made, which are delicious. If anyone I, I think it might be the land of make believe. <laughs> right, right, right. So <clears throat> full disclosure, if I don't hit my mute button in time, everyone, I apologize. I'm trying to get over this cough. So if I blow your eardrums today, good morning, wake up. It's Saturday. So, okay. So let, let, let me, let me uh, bring us back and write the ship again. So, so let's talk about this because um, business organizations like Glow, this is not the only unique type thing. We know of like some other more, you know, popular, you know, more well-known ones like this, GEO, YPO, all that stuff. So I'm curious because I have my reasons why I was attracted to GLOW. What was your attraction? Because we could, like, quite frankly, there are members of GLOW that are also members of the other business organizations. So what was it about GLOW specifically? And it's not meant to be a pitch, people. I'm just simply asking a question. Uh, yeah, so I was um, on the board here of EO for over a decade and president a couple times in Pittsburgh. Um, and uh, I got just an unbelievable amount of value out of that organization. There's no way I would have probably ever sold my first business if I wasn't uh, part of that community. So I'm a big believer in the community like that. And 
what what I loved about the Glow concept, which is modeled after some of these other uh, successful entrepreneur communities, is that number one, we're more inclusive. So we have a lot lower criteria and price point um, to get involved with Glow. Uh, and and to me, that was sort of one, that, that was one of the drawbacks of some of these other communities, um, you know, which were kind of like, you know, you almost feel like it was an old boys club um, to, to get in. And, um, you know, so I like the inclusiveness and, and, and the, the bigger goals that Glow has. And then, um, obviously, you know, we have our capital thing, um, which is pretty unique, uh, in terms of these organizations or our own capital platform and, uh, investors looking to work with entrepreneurs on a debt or equity basis. Um, so I, I just buy into the mission and, and I've experienced firsthand, you know, what it's like to have a really vibrant, um, not, not only local, but global entrepreneurial community. So, you know, the way I like to look at Glow is that you've got hyper local, which is your forum peer group. You've got local regional, which is your chapter and the chapter meetings, that kind of thing. And then you've got global and um, you know, where where we want to see Glow going at some point is that you can tap into that global network for anything from, you know, hey, I'm looking for an IP attorney in this state uh, to help with this problem. Does anybody have recommendations to, hey, I, I'm visiting Dallas next week. Can you, anybody, you know, where's the best places to go? I, I've got teenage kids. What can, what can I do with them? And reach out to that that entrepreneurial global community for help. So you touched on a lot of different things and it just inspired me. Um, and I'm typing this out now as we speak, because I want to, I want to put this up there as a, as a poll. So I already put it out there on text and now I'm going to do it on my banner. I'm curious because people that I've been talking to about glow specifically. So, uh, for those that are looking for access to capital, is it a yes or a no? And when I say yes or no, meaning, are you thinking about beyond bootstrapping your business? Or if you are looking for access to capital, what is it that you're looking for? Um, I'm, I'd be curious to hear. There's a lot of uh, pros and cons. Uh, and there are individuals that are like, hell no, I'll never get access to capital. I'm bootstrapping this and I'm going to make this happen on my own. I'm not going to forego equity, you know, whatever. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, where everyone's heads at. Um, at Jay, what are your thoughts? What are you seeing in, in Pittsburgh? So, so I'll answer that for myself. I mean, I, I think that at almost every point in my 30 some years of being an entrepreneur, I would have answered no um, to that question because from what I've seen, most entrepreneurs don't think they need capital until they need capital. Meaning you suddenly an opportunity comes about and you wanna you know, maybe buy another company or competitor or some disaster happens and you don't have the cash flow to fund, you know, you were rolling along fine, funding out of cash flow and bootstrapping. And then suddenly, you know, like I, I had a situation, um, I had a couple of situations um, that, that are stories in themselves. But, you know, there was one point when I lost my largest client, which was 31% of my revenues. And, you know, when you've got you know, uh, almost a hundred employees and you lose 31% of your revenue, you're, you know, yeah, you need capital. <laughs> and I wasn't prepared. You know, I was just like, ah, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, I got to get my financials in order. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, no. And that's the funny thing is like, so one of the things that really attracted me in general was the fact that, you know, there's a path, right, in GLOW to offer resources for you to research, to see, are you really capital ready? Are you attractive? Because just because we are gorgeously brilliant people, Jay, right? Sometimes our idea may or may not, not, you know, be the sexiest thing that's, you know, of interest to an investor, right? And I love that awareness that we're in it together. We all, of course, want to help each other succeed, you know, and support for growth. But sometimes we need some checks and balances, you know what I mean? And and that 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 self-reality of like, well, I think I'm a multi-billion dollar business. And then when people actually sit and look at your books, look at how you're going about business, it's humbling. Yeah. Are, do you think people are afraid to go through that process? Um, I, yeah, I don't know if it's fear or, or just, you know, people like, you know, entrepreneurs think we, we always think we can solve all the problems ourselves. Um, that, you know, whether that's being, you know, typically type A personalities or as entrepreneurs or, or whatever, but, you know, we're, we're always thinking that we, I can solve it. You know, I can get through it. I can figure it out. Um, so yeah, part, part of it, you know, is humbling to when you get to a point where it's like, oh, shit, I need help. Yeah, no, I mean, because we've got we've got a full range, like at least for Dallas, what I've cultivated culturally for me is I, I my my personal goal in life is I just want to diversify a group of friends, family in general for my personal life. And I think that's a reflection of how I view the chapter here in Dallas is and not to knock Dallas. There's tons of great business communities already in place, but I'm, but I didn't feel like I was necessarily part of that crew, if that makes sense. Right. I'm not going to call it good old boy network, but let's be honest. It's Texas. It's a good old boy network. Uh, but there's so much industry out here. Like, so Dallas Fort Worth area, you guys, there's huge gaming and tech out here, right? You don't think of those necessarily in the traditional sense for, you know, this city. And there's tons of businesses that are not even just start up. They're actually in revenue generating mode, but they didn't realize that they had a community of people in other industries that are interested in helping to facilitate the growth of them. You know what I mean? So that's what I go after, right? So all the gaming folks, esports, you know, was talking about that. They're like, what the hell, Sia? Or even like, you know, technology, there's, there's just so much to talk about from an AI, VR, like there's so much IOT, internet of things. There's so much going on that the traditional businesses that we think of, and I'm not trying to knock certain industries, but we can have so much more fun with it. How are you seeing your chapter in Pittsburgh and or other chapters across the United States? Do you see any other chairs viewing their cha 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 chapters a certain way? Well, I think I think the idea of the inclusiveness is is really critical to how we're approaching this is so that we're not just going after only the traditional businesses and that kind of thing. Like, um, you know, and you were talking about sort of characterizing Dallas, Pittsburgh, most people think of as, you know, it's an old steel city and and that kind of thing. And I just recently learned this. We are actually the um, the the leading city in the world right now for robotics, um, robotics research and, and robotics uh, startups and companies um, and, and what's happening here in robotics, which, um, you know, it just shows how, you know, things shift over time. And um, yeah, so the, so the key is it's diversity. And 
I'm going to switch subjects because because you mentioned something that triggered this. Um, you know, entrepreneurs, in my experience, are some of the most generous people in the world. And when an entrepreneur re reaches out to, so first of all, we entrepreneurs typically have immediate respect for other entrepreneurs. Like, I get it. <laughs> you know, what, what you're living, I get. And it's not all roses, like people think from the outside. And um, it, so I, I'll share a little story. Um, so, you know, I was had some success. I'd sold a business and, and um, uh, I think I was into my third or fourth business when the 2008, 2010 financial crisis hit. And um, over the next few years, I lost everything, like mm. literally, quite literally went from multimillionaire living in a mansion to living in my friend's basement without even owning a car. Mm. I tell that story a lot in terms of just who I am and what I've gone through. But the, the, the pertinent part of that story for our conversation today is guess whose friend I ended up living in his basement. It was somebody I was in EO with who was in my forum peer group and literally, you know, reached out and said, look, live in my basement, if, if, you know, for as long as you need. Um, and and it, you know, that's the kind of relationships that you can form and, and the kind of generosity that you see with entrepreneurs. OK, so you just said two things here. OK, so I want to pull up Mike. Thank you, Mike, for reminding. It is hard to ask in the first place, which ties into your story. Living in someone's basement, at least it wasn't mom's. So you have that going for you, Jay. <laughs> but that being said, you said you were part of a forum. So if you don't mind, I want to shift gears a little bit because I actually have had this debate. I actually questioned you when I first learned about it. Because if anyone or isn't familiar with forum, let me know in the comments. I'm kind of curious. Um, what is the difference between a forum and a mastermind? Well, you are asking the right guy because in my coaching business, which is, you know, you talked about you do half podcasting, half glow. I do half. I have a coaching business and half glow um, in my coaching business. What I do is I teach directed mostly towards um, uh, authors, speakers, coaches, course creators, how to create high-end mastermind programs um, and, and and offer them to their following. And yes, that's very different than forum, which is a true peer group. So the difference in uh, with a with a in a in a mastermind, typically there's a leader, uh, you know, where someone's being paid to run, facilitate, be the expert or guru. Uh, that, that's running the mastermind in the forum peer groups, which, which happen within Glow and um, other organizations. There, it's a group of you know typically nine to twelve entrepreneurs get together every month for a, a three to four hour meeting. Um, these meetings are very structured, so it's not just sit around sit around you know BSing about your business and problems, um, but there's structures and protocols that that help keep things you know. Uh, productive um, for lack of a better word and um, so so there's no there's you know somebody facilitates the group but it's it's one of the group members meaning they're not you know at a higher level or, or they're not getting paid to facilitate they're just helping to run the meeting um, but it but it's a true peer-to-peer -peer relationship 
and um, the kind of you know trust and vulnerability that can develop in these groups and lifelong friendships who will let you live in their basement sometimes um, it is yeah but that's exactly it right so mastermind to me is cursory right like hey i've got a business challenge here we're gonna chat we'll talk it out you meet you know once whenever it could be remote um it could be you know in person most most masterminds i've seen so far have been remote um and again because i'm a newly minted entrepreneur all i know is remote because of the pandemic and whatnot so i'm assuming i'm sure so there have been some masterminds in person but it doesn't go very far beyond that it feels like forum and shout out Vince Placente. Uh, he made a joke with his forum that he's been with for 20 odd years. Uh, they would make jokes of who would cry first in a meeting. But that means something. It means you're talking about mental wellness, mental health, right? Relationships like, hey, guys, I'm actually distracted from my business right now because I'm about to go through a divorce or whatever, or I'm in a health crisis, like very deep personal conversations. Why do you think form works so well like that? Because to give yourself that deeply, that personally, couldn't it possibly backfire um, by giving too much yep. of yourself? <laughs> um, no, is the answer to that question. So, so typically, and, and I've been in, so I was in a forum for uh, 17 years. Um, I've been in many, but one in particular I was in for 17 years. And I, I actually just left that group a few years ago because I developed a competitive conflict uh, with one of the members and I was the one to volunteer to say, I, I'll step out. Um, that forum group is still meeting 20 some years later now. Um, so the, the, typically when a new forum starts, um, the, for the first, you know, six, eight, nine months or whatever, it's, it's always business presentations because that's the main part of why we're all there, right, is to help grow our businesses and become better entrepreneurs. But once you get a trust level built up and, 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 and get to a point where you feel the, the space is, number one, confidential, safe, people start getting vulnerable. And the, and the next thing you know, somebody comes in and their issue for that month is personal. Like you just said, you know, maybe it's their divorce or a problem with their kid or whatever they're going through. And what's amazing is that is how other entrepreneurs can relate to the same kinds of personal issues um, with, you know, with each other. So it's about creating a safe, vulnerable space and trust um, and mutual respect, right? Um, that that's a key component to to so um, masterminds and, and forum groups. One of the reasons sometimes they don't work is there's not true parity in the members. Mm. So, for instance, um, you know, if I'm in a forum group, I don't want to be in a forum group with somebody doing five hundred thousand in revenue if I'm doing twenty million in revenue, right? Because the, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to feel equal and it's critical that everybody feels equal. Um, so like, for instance, when I run a forum uh, meeting, I always start the meeting by saying, okay, just a reminder, doesn't matter the size of your business or the size of your bank account for the next four hours, we're all equal. Um, so it's just about that, you know, creating that parity, that safe space to allow people to get vulnerable. 
Yeah, man, vulnerability. That's such a tough word for uh, entrepreneurs, isn't it? Like to simply say, and as Mike had mentioned earlier, to ask for help, right? To know that you could possibly be wrong, right? Like how awesome is it? And have you in your experience with your forums um, where you were going down a path and you said, okay, guys, here's what I'm looking to do. Here's where I believe the numbers are going to be, blah, blah, blah. Has your form ever sat back and go, oh, dude, you, you're missing something big time here um, based on their experience? Um, and has it been where you took their advice and, and said, oh, yeah, that was right? Or did you go your own way and stick to your path? I'm laughing because over the years, yeah, my forum group tried to talk me out of a lot of things that I ended up doing anyway and now regret. Um, so both. I mean, I, I think that there are times when, okay, so when, when I, and I was quippish when I said talk me out of something because one of the rules of forum is you don't give advice. Um, you share relevant experience, which you, you sort of alluded to. Um, and the reason it's set up that way, and we don't have time to get into all of that, but um, the reason it's set up that way is, again, as typically type A personalities, we don't like to be told what to do. And, mm -hmm. and, if, and if anything, we you know resist when somebody says, well, you should be doing this. And why didn't you do that? And um, so there, there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, yeah, that every every situation and, and, and outcome, you typically will end up coming up in a forum group. And one of the things, so here's here's another thing that I love about our structure with forums is that it's not industry specific. Like there's value in an industry peer group, but everybody's thinking in the same box, out of, you know, from the same sandbox. And I can legitimately say, I don't think I've ever been to a forum meeting in you know 25 years of participating in many forums where there wasn't at least at some point during the meeting, somebody asked a question, may not have been to me, but who, you know, whoever's presenting at that moment, that I think to myself, oh my God, I, I never would have even thought to ask that question because you've got people in different industries and, and, and that kind of thing, it, people thinking outside of your sandbox and, and challenging you to think in, in new ways. And to me, that's one of the most powerful things that happens in forum. Okay. So, Let's say, for example, okay, so David from Edinburgh, by the way, thank you so much. So good evening to you, sir. Okay, so he's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. Let's just say, for example, um, it's an entrepreneur that's maybe thinking about spinning up another business. So let's 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 pretend David's thinking about spinning up another business and he happens to be part of our forum. Um, how would you go about that in a way that you're not telling him what to do? Obviously, there's you cannot. How would a forum response if David walked in and said, okay, guys, um, I'm thinking about starting another line of business of something. I'm going to start an underwater basket weaving uh, touring service. I don't know. I'm making stuff up here. Yeah. So, again, you're going to speak from your own experience. Okay. And, you know, if an entrepreneur has one business now, I can almost guarantee you they've thought of three to 20 other businesses that they might want to create or they think they could create or um, many of us, you know, end up owning multiple businesses at a time. Right. Um, so you just speak from that experience. Um, and so even if I never, even if I never say I had one business and I haven't 
created the other one, I can speak from two standpoints. Number one, what I the thought processes I went through when I was deciding to launch my first business, but also the thought processes that I went through and what I did when I was thinking about launching another. So, you know, almost always there's some shared experience um, that that you can share. You know, um, I'm a I'm I find myself my brain going back and forth of the comfort and stability of being a corporate, you know, sales shill, if you will, to the dynamic, the opportunity, the creativity allotted an entrepreneur. How do you, I'm just curious now that this is like a total random question. I made ED and guys. So squirrel moment for Sia is uh, what, what is your first step when you've got that beautiful, big, bright idea? What's your first thing you do when you come up with an idea um, to, to consider launching your business? I'm just curious. What's that first thing you do? Uh, so, you know, for me, and this is just very personal, it's the way I operate. Like, um, yeah, I, I would have made a good lawyer because I, my brain can very quickly and easily, you know, look at an issue and immediately look at it from many different angles and sides and views. And I can argue with myself and, you know, have the raging debates about yes or no and good and bad and that kind of thing. Um, you know, for, I think that's different for everybody. Some some people are going to just run out and immediately talk to somebody and get some feedback and advice and, and bounce ideas off of. So if I had advice, if, if that was the question is what advice would you give to someone? I would say that what you do have to, it, you know, it's one thing to talk to friends, family, acquaintances, or other entrepreneurs, but it's another thing to talk to your target market. And that's really the the best place to start is talk to what would be who would be your potential customer and find out what they want and if what you're thinking would help them and they would be willing to buy it um and so there's a whole market research strategy that you can do uh to to vet new ideas yeah yeah you know it's interesting because like for first thing for me because i know i mean I'm the self-professed like Tasmanian devil of ideas and heaven knows what sticks against that wall. Good luck, whatever, whatever is discovered upon that. Right. But uh, I think you're right. Like for me, I'm a visual, so I'll write it down. And I literally do that column pros, cons, and ultimately you nailed it. Who's your audience? Who the hell are you trying to market to? Um, Because as entrepreneurs, sometimes we come up with ideas that I think is genius. You think you're filling a gap somewhere but then there's no market for it. Yeah. I'm in some networking groups and and they do this thing called hot or not. So people come in and kind of throw out like a title of a program or, or offer they're making or title and subtitle and people, you know, say whether it's hot or not and give feedback and it's fun. It, you know, it, it, it's entertaining and it's fun, but there's a problem inherent with it is that most of the people giving feedback aren't the target market that no you know, of what you're you're right let me and, tell you jay yeah. <laughs> i produce podcasts for clients and i have my own personal shows this being one of them guess how many of my family members by the way the big family will download or watch or even realize i have a live stream show that's been going on for like two years <laughs> zero support so for me for me to get ideas from them, <laughs> it's a joke, complete joke. 
does your family and friends support you or have they supported you? Yeah, but they don't under, they have no clue what I do. They they never have. I know. I was talking to my mom the other day about like just life in general. And she just goes, you know, you made a lot more money when you were working in uh, corporate sales. Why don't you go back to that? And I'm like, because mom, I was miserable. I was breaking out into hives. You said so yourself. You drink too much. You eat too much. I'm like, well, that was part of my job. Okay. I had to take my clients out. If it's going to be wine and delicious steaks, mommy, I'm going to have to eat it. I'm joking. But still, you know what I mean? It's just a... Uh, you know, the people you think closest to you, you think will understand and they don't. And that's why going back and tying it back forum is such a freaking cool thing because you could have those types of conversations and they do understand you, you know? Yeah. Forum is a cool thing. Definitely. It really is. Forums. It's, it's hard to understand the value of forum until you've participated and and that's one of the challenges we have with you know glow and that kind of thing is is that uh, because forum is one of the main value propositions and the opportunity to to be in that kind of a, a entrepreneur peer group but it's very hard you know to sell it uh or sell the concept um yeah yeah well because so many people and i i did the same thing when you first proposed and said hey are you familiar with forum i was like you mean like a greek forum because i've been to the concert hall in LA called the forum great venue um and it took a while for me to really click because I think I think people assume forum is mastermind just a rebrand and it's not right and that's I don't want to harp on it I don't want to keep harping on it but I will say this guys if you're interested to learn more about glow and all that stuff I mean there's definitely some merit to it so so for example here let's 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 talk about this because um oh and side note before I do this thing Show the world we are one. Okay, that is a lyric from a Pitbull song, which uh, We Are One is the name of the song, which I didn't realize was a 2014 FIFA theme song. And why do we care about Pitbull, Jay? Pitbull is one of our glow ambassadors and speakers. What? What? What are you talking about, Willis? So that's the one thing that I thought was really cool that Pitbull is an entrepreneur. In fact, he says, first and foremost, I am an entrepreneur. And I just love his story because he talks about how even as a kid, and whether it's a true story or not, I don't care. This is a story he's telling, which is his mom would play these uh, Tony Robbins tapes, I guess. And he grew up listening to all this. And I'm not pitching Tony Robbins, although Tony Robbins, if you want to sponsor me, I'm not going to say no. I'm joking. Uh, not really. Hit me up. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, we we'll do one more thing. Hey, Tony Robbins. Wait, wait. Tony Robbins, hit me up. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk about this. So um, for anyone that wants to get, hit up Glow and check it out, it is with Glow.com. Very easy. W i t h g l o dot com. So talk to me about this because you know when you go to this website, Jay. Um, you know, what, where should people go on this? Cause I'm, I'm just a little confused here. Well, you know, I, I, I want them to go to become a member and become a chair, but to check it out, I would first start with events. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I didn't mean to there. So, so we don't have anything coming up right now cause we have to load it up because we're hitting the end of year, but, um, and I probably should have put up my own graphics for Dallas. I'm a bad girl. I guess I could probably do that, but. Let's talk about that because um, 
here's the thing. Look at the market leaders. Like, click on these guys. When you go to websites, please click on these things. They do have value and for a reason. So, there are folks that um, will head up certain, um, we'll say, industries, and they will every now and then like input and provide data. They are supporters of Glow, and <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> There's some big names. There's some celebrities. There's some powerful business leaders associated with Glow and who are ambassadors. And I'm just trying to fill time while Sia is gagging uh, into the mic. She's the, the gagging into the mic is the new title of the show. <laughs> She's still there. I freaking hate the fall. <laughs> Let me tell you about my next event, Sia. So I got a cool speaker uh, this in, uh, in two weeks in Pittsburgh at our local chapter event. Um, this guy, I think he founded something called the Center for Play and Exploration. And um, the topic of his talk is curiosity and freedom to fail and how those two issues affect entrepreneurial culture within your organization. So he works with corporations, teams, entrepreneurs, um, to uh, help, you know, kind of instill that culture of, of um, curiosity, um, divergent thinking, freedom to fail. Um, very cool. I'm really looking forward to this event. Uh, in, so if you're in Pittsburgh on November 16th, we'd love to have you. You're muted. Uh, it's probably better than I am on mute. Let me tell you, oh my God, I just had a massive like, one of those like we could see that soul crushing hacking attacks. So thank goodness there's no germs that can be passed over uh, these types of uh, zooms or not zooms. This is StreamYard anyway. So November 16th in Pittsburgh on the same day, November 16th there is a Dallas chapter meeting in the morning, and uh, <clears throat> we're gonna have um, oh my gosh Tim Storer. Um, who is the founder of uh, one of the co-founders of Mason Bridge, as well as um, um, Calvin Carter, founder of Bottle Rockets. So we're going to have a fireside chat. The other thing to think about with uh, business organizations in general. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Breathe. I, I, I'm going to interrupt you while you're gagging again. So here's here's an offer for your audience. If you go, if you want to go to the morning event on the November 16th in Dallas and then fly to Pittsburgh and attend the evening event in Pittsburgh, we'll give you a free membership in Glow for a year if you can make that happen. I, I'm on board for that, sir. That would be funny. So everyone, let's jump on our respective Lear jets and let's make that happen. Um, <laughs> no, but here's what's cool about this, you guys, is um, the 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 global leaders organization in general, we will partner up with other business organizations. So we're not trying to say be the all encompass, be all in one, we're doing it all. In fact, we are very cognizant of the fact that not all business communities will serve every single, you know, gap in your, you know, professional development and well-being and network, right? Obviously we try to be as much as possible, but what better way to find complementary business organizations to really grow communities. So in the Dallas chapter, as well as nationally, but Dallas chapter, just because I happen to know them very well, is we've partnered with the Alliance of Mergers and Acquisition Advisors. These are all M&A folks, and they are looking to sell, buy business, do due diligence, all that stuff. So if you are in the business and you are looking to perhaps, you know, grow your business, accelerate your business, 
sell your business. Let's try it one more time. Um, you know, these types of orgs are really great ways and opportunities to really hear from these other individuals, right? And make that connection. So uh, it, I get very excitable on it because when I, we've had several joint meetings and just the, just the interaction and the feedback has just been absolutely amazing. Um, so hopefully, you know, in your respective areas, Jay, I know you've done some great events as well. You know, just chew on that, guys. Because um, I, I think that's one of the reasons why, again, I love Glow. And I apologize if this sounds pitchy, but um, the beautiful thing about Glow, because we're relatively new, we're still kind of in a startup phase. We have 15 chapters right now in North America, um, three in Canada, one in Mexico. The others are scattered around the U.S., but we're ready now that we can actually have in-person meetings again. We're ready to go global, so we're looking for chairs to start chapters. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot my point, what I, where I was going with that. Um, oh, I, well, I know what I was going to say. So be, our, the the price to join Glow is so low that yeah. you can actually jo easily join Glow and still join a couple other entrepreneurial things in your local area if you have them. Um, it, you know, it's not like a, a, a YPO or Vistage type commitment. Uh, which, Tens of thousands of dollars annually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the SMB space uh, is not, it's just cost prohibitive quite frankly, for, for some members, right? So that, that is a cool part of it. That is a very cool part of it. So um, Jay, I know we've ran hella long and I really want to be respectful of your Saturday and everyone listening. Typically the Mike kids listening is like, you know, a 30 minute odd show, but for the cool cats, we definitely extend it out. So are you cool with another five minutes or so chatting it up a little bit? Without a yes, I couldn't tell. Yes, that was yes. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, did he just say no? Oops, sorry. What would be funny though, I've never had that. Someone says, no, I really got to go. I don't want to be here anymore. Deuces. Like, boop, I'm out of here. I've always wanted to do that. Okay, I won't do that. I won't do that. So um, well, let's talk about, <laughs> I have a question for you. And I've always been kind of curious. I know. I, I get curious about a lot of different things. If you weren't an entrepreneur, Jay, what, what, what else would you be doing now? What do you think you would be doing if you didn't go down this path? Um. So for me, it, it, there, there, so there's a question. Uh, so in forums, sometimes we use like conversation starters, um, especially a new forum that's starting just to get to know people a little bit better. And one of the questions, because we did this in my forum recently, was that if you, something along the lines of, if you knew, if you had, you know, knew you had 90% chance of being like, the best at whatever it was in the world, what profession would you, you know, what would you want to do? Um, and my answer is a golf pro or, you know, be a professional golfer. Um, and that's just because my uh, father owned a golf course when I was young and, um, and, I, and I was the little bratty kid running around playing golf all day on the golf course. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, that would be my. <laughs> oh my gosh. You being a golfer, and you and I have never met in person, which is really funny. Um, I could see you being a golfer. It's very <laughs> analytical. It's a patient man's game, woman's game, human game. Um, and I could see you really enjoying when you do that one perfect hit. Like you would enjoy those moments. Like, like yes, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, those those moments at this point come so very rarely that. Uh, I, I suck now. I, I don't play much golf anymore. Uh, but 
Yeah, well, I would, hey. I would have loved to gone that route. If you ever are in Dallas, there's a golf course here in my backyard. By all means, you're welcome to 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 play on it, so I can cheer you from my balcony with a little tasty mimosa or something in my hand. I'll cheer you to success. So um, I do want to give one little like final parting thought as, uh, and I know guys, it's not meant to be a pitch, but I really want to share something deeply personal. And, um, and this is where the vulnerability, of course, I'm saving it to the end. So whoever's sticking around, woohoo, you get to hear it. So, um, you know, one of the big reasons why I went into podcast production was because I had a series of very near and dear to my heart people passing. Um, and it happened right after I left corporate. I was still trying to find my soul, trying to find, you know, I had no hobbies. I had no passions after leaving corporate America. It was such a, for lack of a better term, such a, like a kick in the ass to realize I sold my soul, if you will, to make money. And I didn't have anything outside that, which is, you know, as a human, you kind of want to think there's more depth to you than that. So when my family members were passing and dear, deep, dear good friends, all in within six months time frame. Um, I, I, at the same time was doing my, my partner's genealogy and I was doing a lot of research and I found out very quickly combined with all these deaths that were happening and um, doing genealogy. We literally, after the grandparents, great grandparents, if we're lucky, become nothing but names, birth dates and death dates. And, it really hit me. It hit my little heart, my little cold heartstrings to think, God, every single predecessor, our ancestors loved, laughed, hated, you know, argued, sarcastic, whatever have you. They all had personalities. They all had some kind of meaning for existence. And of course, there was a physical activity because, you know, you're here today. And I felt like a way of saying, I will help create your personality legacy. If we can do it over branding in a business context, that's the same concept, right? We can help you monetize it. Same concept, right? Grow brand awareness, build your community because people do business with people like and trust. Well, that's what got me into going into entrepreneurship because I loved that idea. Podcasting to me is a just kick booty way as a tool to achieve that in a cost-effective manner. Then when I had the opportunity to join Glow, I was like, dude, now I can reach out to all these business owners who want to create their own brand. I can be that supplemental arm to help them create their digital content, right? So you kind of see how it's feeding in. Then what happened was over the course of the last two years since I've been a Dallas chair, I have met so many amazing people within the GLOW community that uh, I made a lot of great connections and connected others. Well, my next phase right now I'm moving into in 2023 is continuously doing the podcast production, but I'm also doing some consulting um, for some other large scale projects. So um, I'm not going to say it just yet, but it has been announced. But uh, if anyone wants to do participate in a festival next year, um, I'm consulting for this wonderful project. Jay, this is where my vulnerability comes into play. Like, there are days as an entrepreneur, you wonder, could I be doing more? Can I be doing something else with a business? Is there a business opportunity? And this festival that I've literally injected myself into as a consultant, it combines all my passions and joys with what I've already been leading up to. So there's quite a few GLOW members that are participating, that are involved in this festival. 
because of their business, because I was able to connect with these individuals. I made introductions with executive director, who is, by the way, a GLOW member. Um, everyone that I've talked to from my technology world, I've been introducing into. Everyone that I've talked to from my hospitality side when I worked at Disney is now involved. Like, so if I could just put a moment of like everything culminating together. Oh, and my obsession with music. Everyone knows I go to way too many concerts. I have way too many concert t-shirts. This is my Kraftwerk t-shirt today. And you're pulling it all together. It just feels like things happen because you've put yourself there because you've, you know, you've had your opportunity to kind of get together and all that good stuff. So that was very long story, but I just thought I would share that with you guys because um, I feel like the universe is work and that's why glow offers that. So this huge project, you guys glow is very much intimately a part of it. So that's my, we, that's my we have time story. for me to share my yeah. universe comes together story. Yes, please do. If you're open to it, I don't want to, I mean, everyone else, I know it's been long. Yeah. But. Well, no, I'll give you the short version. So I, I mentioned earlier about how, when I lost everything and, um, you know, when you go through something like that, like to me, it, like I had no more identity. I, I had built for 20 years, this identity of, you know, this successful entrepreneur. I ran EO here for, you know, a decade and, um, you know, there was a point I could, you know, if you needed to get in contact with an entrepreneur in Pittsburgh, I would have been able to connect you. And when I lost everything, um, you know, I literally went into hiding in the basement um, for unfortunately years. I didn't live in the basement for years, but, you know, metaphorically, I was in there for a long time. And um, so it was just a few years ago that I that I actually kind of felt like I'd built a resiliency up to kind of hang my shingle again as a coach and business consultant. And then I reconnected. I'd known Michelle, our, our founder and CEO with Glow, uh, years ago through EO. I'd met her. Um, and we just by happenstance, because I was trying to connect her with another entrepreneur that I knew. I was like, oh, you know what? I need to connect this person with Michelle. I haven't, I haven't talked to Michelle in 15 years. And when I connected with her, she's like, Jay, you got to get involved with Glow. And I'm like, what is Glow? <laughs> and so um, the process of me getting involved with Glow and now being on the leadership team and, and being responsible for looking for chairs to start chapters, it literally brought me back uh, to what I think I'm here for, which is to help entrepreneurs and pass on, you know, some of the wisdom <laughs> I've acquired uh, from being old um, to other entrepreneurs and, and, and get back into that entrepreneurial community. So it, it all came together for me too. I'm like trying to like text here and here's the thing. It doesn't have to be just us that has that kind of experience. Right. Like, and I, and I think, you know, are totally like, I don't want to say we're different personality types, but we totally are, let's just say, extroverted versus introverted, I think, is probably the better way to put it. Because I think our foundational stuff is very similar. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's I, – I didn't think I would enjoy being part of a business group. I, In my head, I kind of always felt like, you know, there's like – what do you call it? When you're in college and you're part of those, like, Greek organizations, like, oh, it's just an excuse to party – really all it is is just to, to feed you into the world of community, right? Because if you're part of the Greek system, what are they called again? Fraternities. That's yeah. it. 
Yeah. Um, so when you're part of those types of fraternities, this is really what Glow is. is. Um, and then you can make it your own. And I think that's what I love. When I talk to other chapter chairs about what they're doing, it's so interesting to me because it's like I have my own vision, but it doesn't necessarily mean my vision is going to be the same as someone else's. Right. Um, and I just love that variety. There's a good distinction, though. Uh, I know we're trying to wrap up, but, yeah. um, you know, what what glow is not is like some of the some of the networking business networking events, which are really just pitch fests. And that's one of the reasons we have criteria, you know, to, to get in. So you can't just send salespeople from your company to pitch other people at these networking events. Um, and, and that's not what these our networking events are about. We bring in these unbelievably high quality speakers um, and you, you know, form real relationships with other entrepreneurs in your local community. And, you know, when you need something, and you have now a network of 10, 50 entrepreneurs that you can reach out to and say, hey, you know what? I met you at the Glow event the other day and you're in this business and I'm looking, I need this. And it just opens up so many possibilities. For sure. I, I, and that's, yeah, okay. This is just my own two seconds. Even on LinkedIn, as you're developing your own network, LinkedIn virtually, okay? Just throwing it out there, you guys. For the love of God, for the love of whatever religion you're in, or no religion for that matter, for the love of life, please do not pitch on the first introduction email when you slide into people's DMs. I will cancel you. I will block you. I will not connect with you. So, no, that's not what networking is about. This, uh, hey, I'm a podcast uh, promoter. Eh, boop. You're like a delete. It's an automatic delete. Hey, I noticed your website sucks. It's like, well, thank you for calling my baby ugly. Delete. Like, yes, I'm, I'm catching what you're pitching. Deeper relationships, friendships. I mean, these people that I've met virtually, but also in person in Dallas, uh, it's it's just invaluable. So, Jay Fairbrother, for those that want to get a hold of you because I'm overwhelming at times, maybe, and they want to learn more about Glow, how else can they best get a hold of you, sir? It's pretty easy. Just email me at jay at fairbrother.com. Excellent. And again, just reminder, just to do one more fast pitch with glow.com. Really guys, it is about capital. It, if you're interested in it or want to learn about it, we're there. We have an investment connections that if you are ready, we can help you go down that path. There's also a huge community, both nationally and locally based. If there is no chapter in your location, hit up Jay and talk to him and see what makes sense. If you know people, Let's get to, let's get the party started, right? Um, I would like some more fun people in the chapter chair group to chat with to harass because it's more fun for me. I'm I'm kidding. I don't harass people much, just a little bit. And of course, uh, you know, again, it is about content as well. There's a wealth of content. Again, just one last pitch on here is when you go to the Glow website, guys, there is a section here. So once you go into uh, member login, there is a members only webpage and that you go into and there's tons of resources. So there's marketplaces where we encourage each other to do business with each other. But also I have a lot of fun with my profile. Check it out. You'll see what I mean. It is free to sign on as a basic member, which is online only. If you want to join as a chapter, and be par uh, part of a chapter that is premium membership. There is great value there. Hit Jay or me up. Happy to answer any questions that you might have on that. Oh my goodness. On that note, Mr. Fairbrother, thank you so much for the joining though. Mike is listening. It was really cool to have you. And I really enjoy working with you. Thank you for having me on the Mike is gagging show.
I know I am gagging. I know it's so bad, everyone. I'm so sorry. All right. Peace out, everyone. See you on Wednesday and have a great weekend. Bye.